Hello, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Dr. Mark White, and today I will be discussing the topic of measurement. Specifically, what should we measure? And we will touch a bit upon the deeper question, why? But not necessarily in that order. In my practice, the most frequently encountered problems I deal with are chronic. Chronic low back pain, chronic neck pain, chronic shoulder, knee, and hip pain in that order. In this population, most people have been through the previous episodes of care with other providers, two to three on average, with a range from zero to about eight or 10. Those are outliers. The normal peak is five providers. Some of these patients obtained partial relief with previous care. Some obtained partial but temporary relief. Some were no better off, and a few were made worse. One of the most frequently made statements by these patients, unprompted, was regarding how much I measured. Patients regularly tell me versions of, nobody ever measured that before, or nobody measured as much as you, or even my cringy favorite, the last person who saw me didn't measure anything. They just asked, where does it hurt? Then manipulated my spine. How much I measure varies, depending on the body part and the nature of the problem. On average, for any given patient, I measure 42 unique data points of interest. These are split between the history of the chief complaint and the physical exam. The range of measurement data is 35 to 47. This is typical for a single musculoskeletal complaint. In contrast, a colleague I once worked with wrote meandering histories with little focus about the only useful information that could be extracted was that the patient was in pain and it was quantified. His physical exams were similarly bereft of details. They mostly consisted of a body part description of the location of injury and nothing else. No range of motion, unless it was an eyeball estimate, and no consistent manual muscle testing. He would document treatment as a particular manual treatment applied for a certain amount of time and what the immediate post-technique application result was. This provided for a great economy of documentation, but provided only about four or five useful data points. Anything else had to be inferred from treatment notes. As physical therapists, we are taught a great deal about measurement, the what and the how specifically. But we learn about issues like normative data, normal variability, morphological subsets, test sensitivity, specificity, likelihood ratios, predictive values, confounding variables, covariance, reliability, validity, and more. But mostly, at the clinical level, we need to know what normal looks like and what it doesn't look like. Then we need to understand the integrity of the acquired data, what it can and cannot tell us, and then what to do with the information. As a minimum, our data should, one, support the diagnosis, two, determine the degree of impairment, three, provide a baseline for treatment and a comparison point for evaluation of improvement. This provides a starting point for our journey with the patient. Too much information can be paralyzing. If it's all equally weighted in importance because we don't know better, it's impossible to know what to focus on. Not enough information and we don't know what the problem, in this case a diagnosis, is or what to do about it and whether whatever we decide to do is even making a difference. That's why taking objective baseline measurements is so important. 
Without it, it's like not knowing where point A is on a map. We know we need to get to point B, maximally recovered, but we cannot even begin to plan our trip. We don't know how far we need to go. We don't know how much gas to put into the tank, or even what kind. My colleague used his favorite technique to treat entirely, or at least some aspect of, whatever orthopedic condition he encountered. I have reviewed intern orientation manuals provided to PT students at different clinical sites. Disappointingly, some emphasize that the first thing the intern should do is decide which manual therapy technique to use. Not one mention of the first thing you should do is at least attempt to diagnose the problem. The emphasis was on the technique, not the diagnosis. Now, there's nothing wrong with manual therapy techniques when indicated, and that is a separate problem deserving its own discussion, indications, or a variety of techniques, such as what my colleague favored, but its use was predetermined. It was not predicated upon what the evidence showed. There was, and still is, it seems, a disconnect between understanding what evidence to gather, how to interpret it, and what to do with the findings. So, I've talked about some of the issues and the why of measurement, which really boils down to two things. One, we need a diagnosis, and two, we need to know where we are on the map. What is our baseline? Point A. And, related, what is the point B we are trying to get to? Think long-term goals. Next, what do we actually measure? Our minimum data set consists of the following. One, a good history of the chief complaint to include ratings of pain, function, quality of life, and completion of a regional outcome tool. Two, swelling assessment. Three, neurological assessment. Four, joint active range of motion. Five, muscle force production. And six, special tests and load tolerance. This may sound familiar to many of you, and it should. It's just the basics for the pigs but each domain contains subdomains that aid a deeper understanding of the problem. I'm an experienced board-certified clinical specialist in orthopedic physical therapy. My additional subdomains will vary from that of other non-specialists and even from other specialists with different experiences and training. Each layer of information, six per domain, if we average across each so we arrive at the mean of 42 data points, although it does vary, when placed into a framework of understanding that allows proper interpretation of the findings, points to a direction of travel in terms of treatment, prognosis, and expected outcome. That's what acquiring a good minimum data set provides us, a map so that we can plan our route of travel. It helps us understand what it takes to get the patient from point A, where they are, to point B, where they want to be. Out in the real world, physical therapists face many pressures. The number one response I've received when I've questioned other clinicians about why they don't get certain pieces of a comprehensive history of the chief complaint or conduct certain quantifiable examination procedures is that they do not have time. For this, we need to make time. Research tells us that connecting a meaningful diagnosis to an appropriate treatment is more likely to produce a desirable outcome than not. I'm Dr. Mark White, 
That concludes our talk for now. Thanks for listening. And as always, may you and your patients be well. That's all for today.